1: welcome again to the um watch more football show um we are back on the genre Reverse sports youtube channel which is a brand new channel that we've pericrated just for this video at the moment we do have more sports content coming as well so please like and subscribe it will help us out because it's a brand new channel however we are connected to the genreverse family uh, and please check out our regular zone reverse youtube channel um there's Everything on there, entertainment, reactions, anime, movies, live actions, all that sort of stuff that that we cover on there as well. My name is Cam Clark. I'm the host of the show. I'm also one of the senior editors over at LRMonline.com. Um so all the stuff that we're covering on the Zurevish YouTube channel, we also cover in written form, pretty much, over on lrmonline.com. So please check us out if you get the chance. Um what is this show about? Well, uh, generally, it's it's about us being back, uh, discussing the results, looking at predictions, what's coming next, um, the biggest top points of the week, uh, with an absolute bias for the teams that we actually support because we're not journalists here. We're not. Uh, we're just regular fans the same as you guys, so we absolutely are just as prejudiced on what we think about our own team as anyone else is. Uh, back again is Mick, Dave and Ryan. Guys, how are you doing? Yeah, pretty good. Right, well. I good 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 so we're going to start this week and uh, people might be aware that there was no premier league games if you're in america you know you may be wondering what the hell happened to the premier league this weekend everyone That's else will know that it's By actually being able league. to enjoy yeah, a weekend Nah, see, I'm the opposite man, see when the Premier League's not on, it's like, oh, I, you know, it just feels like you've been punished and put in jail for two weeks for your views in football, you know, or something oh, like that, that's what it feels like to me, but uh, not the, maybe it's because, I'm, although officially I'm English, but my dad would kill me for saying that, um, you know, I associate or I, I would represent Scotland if I had the chance, shall we say, Um so maybe that's the reason I don't care about international football because yeah, we're pretty rubbish. Although we are qualified already for the Euros, but anyway, I don't how talk you can't care about football, guys.
2: international football, when you got Scott McTominay banging them in every week. Like that's He's just... English,
1: I don't care. You know, that's the truth. You know, we're just a team for the people who are either Scottish, which we don't produce a lot of good players at the moment, or they're English and they're not good enough to get into the English team, so we've popped them. I am, um, just like Ireland did back in the day. When just like, decent, you've got to
3: poach three players from our team, aren't you? you got to poach yeah. three players from Newcastle.
1: Well, they're trying, but rumour is that Anthony Gordon, who does qualify to play for Scotland, does want to wait to see if he can make the England squad instead. I don't believe I think he's had the word that, mm. you know, he's not that far away. But it's a tough position for... For someone to try and break into because england are blessed with forwards especially left-sided forwards really so yeah it could be a number of years before he gets a chance and mm-hmm. i think that's why scotland looked to try and poach him whereas we have your Barnes, i can kind of see it would be good for him um I, i'm just wondering which, which big dan Burns situation mick has he ever been to gretna green <laughs>
3: Ah oh, well, I can't see. We, I don't know.
1: Got net brownie's tonight. Um, ask, ask Big Dan if he if he's ever been up great in the green because he's never playing for England and we could be doing with him for Scotland. There anyway. I'll say That'll be good enough. <laughs> when you when you see him doing um, Asda or if you're at Greg's when he's at Greg's or something like that, just just let him know.
3: Uh, he's um, always in for a steak bake.
1: Well, you know, it's, when <laughs> when in Rome when and wrong <laughs> um but i guess you guys might want to talk about your nation a little bit who had a couple of pretty grim games against pond life let's put it that way north macedonia and malta absolute titans of international football <laughs> How, what was the results what, what was your result against Malta? You won two nil was it you won two mm. nil yeah, it was whenever you're playing Malta, it's kind of one of those yeah. things
3: like if it's in less
0: than
3: five, you're an embarrassment. Because well, if that's like the case, then we we'll beat them 4 0. We'll so, <laughs> embarrassment well. <laughs> I mean, Friday wasn't a good game, they didn't play well, it wasn't a good game at all. Last night was just as bad. I fell asleep halfway through the second half.
1: I, I mean, I've heard a lot of people say that. Did You mm. didn't watch it at all last night, Dave? No. Did you watch the Snotberg game? Yes. Half watched it. That one.
4: I had the intention of watching it, and it was just so boring. I just spent half a time on my phone.
1: Yeah, I, I yeah. kind of find that, like, you know, that would be me. I had one in the background, they're just not bothered. but I was busy I doing something else. Right. Something did, did, yes. you, did you watch both games? With uh. The Lions legend? Hmm? Ryan? Did you watch <laughs> I, both huh? games? No. Was there football on? Um <laughs> I
2: I I went to the cinema on Friday and then was doing other stuff last night, so uh, uh yeah, I missed both games. But I mean I don't really read too much into it. Everyone is so worried about not getting injured. They've already topped mm. the group. It wasn't that much of an experimental <clears> side, the, so there was maybe it one or, or two players the... trying to get into the squad, but you know, the important thing is is how they play in the March international break next year i think um See, I, that'll, I, I be the last, think... that'll be the last one before the tournament that's you know if they're a bit sluggish there so like warm of up before the concerns, tournament kind of thing just, i get what you just, mean you know nothing really yeah nothing i mean i'm really hearing Lingon
1: fans saying today if they don't get ready southgate they've got no chance of ever winning um a competition and blah 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 you know ready for
2: <laughs> and all that sort of stuff i think um, he's got I think he's got one more chance next year. And then I think he'll probably, if he can't do anything next year, he'd probably call it a day. And I think that'll be fair enough. I think he'll still be looked back on as one of our better managers compared to who we oh, have yeah. had in the, the, the last change. 20, 30 yeah. years.
1: I mean, he is still, although he's never won him, he he's, he's been more successful than any other manager since Alf mm-hmm. Ramsey who's the only other one that's ever won something. He's
2: turned yeah. England into a player again. You know, we can go into a tournament saying England, you know, should be one of the favourites and say it with a straight face. Um, that's you know that's his biggest achievement I think even even when you had like the the big generation in the mid-2000s I don't think anyone was really expecting England to go all the way in those tournaments it was just we've got loads of Mm -hmm. um, you know loads of big players but but weren't really a team whereas Southgate's made a team even if it's been at the expense of including a few informed players
1: I, yeah, I don't know, cool. but I, I kind of think and let me pose this question to you guys because I don't really have a, a badge in this fight, if you like, but um, I, I kind of feel that with some England fans, it's like back in the day you were scudding teams like Malta 10-0, but then losing all the important games and Southgate so far seems to win most of the important games but you sometimes don't turn up against the pond life, if you like um, and what would you I'd rather that like?
4: I'd yeah, yeah I think that's better. Oh
1: yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, you know, I, I we've
3: would want uh... that. Yeah, that, you know, if players
1: uh, are more focused than the big games and they're like. oh, This is just more. Hard. We've I'm had, just gonna, you know, make sure I don't get injured
2: here. Yeah, we've had big wins over what Spain, Germany, Italy, um, Croatia, although they're not in the tournament. We've had we've had really big wins under Southgate, which have sort of. You know, we've we've clearly been the better team as well. It's not mm. been a smash and grab, like you know the the last Euros in the quarterfinal oh, well, against cool. Germany. Even absolutely, friends. absolutely mm. outplayed mm. outplayed Germany, and that is not mm. something that I don't think anyone's ever seen in any of our lifetimes. Apart from maybe that, apart final. from five but, one, yeah, I was too young for that. I didn't. I didn't. My that. my
1: only issue I had was that uh, in a nothing game, like playing against Malta, that he played Kevin Trippy at left-back for the entire 90 minutes. Yeah. I just don't get that. Right. Like he He's pitched. not even a natural left-back anyway. Like, why would you not take that opportunity to pick yeah. like, maybe an up-and-coming left-back and say, here you go, you've got but, two games to impress me?
3: I, mean, I don't, I think don't know really what's happened there. I don't know what's happened there because he played the first half at right-back, then he played the second half at left-back. Yeah. Why didn't you just bring uh, Lewis on, who played the full 90 last night, because yeah. Trippi has gone home. Give him a chance. And I, I don't mm. understand why Trippy has gone home as well. Personal reasons. Well, I think reasons. it
1: was a personal so. issue, so we wouldn't know what that is at the moment. I kind of think it's him just going to Southgate. Listen, my legs are fucked and I need a rest, so, you know, yeah. I, mean, I ain't playing this shitty game against North Macedonia, guys, so get me on a plane back home. I'm 34. I ain't, You know, I ain't no spring chicken anymore. That's probably not what happened at all. But, you know, that's what I like to think. We're going to head.
5: (laughs) At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership.
1: I mean, the only, I guess the biggest thing that came out, apart from you know England's squabbles about the international. Was the fact that France won fourteen 0 You don't see that never very 15. often in the old soccer. It's never fifteen, is it? But you know, never <laughs> fifteen. And then say joke with us that you know the amount of times that we've seen nine nil victories, and we'd always say it's never ten, but it is occasionally ten. And in this time, oh. it was even more than that. It's fourteen. But let's um, take nothing what away. We've played us against ten men. Not a lot yeah. They were playing Drop against Gibraltar. I mean, 10 men. Yeah, they were but... playing against Gibraltar. Yeah, yeah they they absolutely. In
0: ten minutes, Gibraltar. Up, didn't they? The goals it's were
1: good. The goals were good. Yeah, yeah. but you scored good goals against bad teams. The yeah, but I mean she uh, yeah, yeah. and you know.
2: I respect I respect Giroud coming on in basically stoppage time and still sort of saying I'm going to pad my stats here and I'm going to score an overhead kick in the nose, <laughs> in out, you know? yeah. like, <laughs> I you know I respect the hustle there you know compared to just, you know some kind of Newcastle right back, back you can't asked who can't be arsed playing against Macedonia you know
1: stands, you know, <laughs> after scoring a hat-trick against Gibraltar I just kind of think nah, you know probably there's you could probably get 11 really good non-league players together that would, would give Gibraltar a game in all honesty you know um, yeah. a trainer. but uh, you know that's just the way it goes so I, i'm not that impressed by it but i don't think it tells us anything really any no. other big stories for the international games that you want to talk about
2: um the republic of ireland are really happy uh because they yeah. they had a massive game against the netherlands That only one result would do uh they went out and got the loss that they needed to ensure that the netherlands <laughs> went through and they got their nation's league playoff spot so they still in with a chance of qualifying for the tournament Against all odds, <laughs> even do though they're like a... the second sorry. bottom from the group, and and yeah,
4: yeah, it's the situation of Ukraine versus Italy as well,
1: which was yeah, that was hot. It was a 90 second well, minute, there
4: was a penalty, a
2: penalty in
1: that game, the
3: penalty.
1: or sorry, there should have been a penalty in that game, yeah. Um, <laughs> and when you watch it back, you're just like hello, how could that yeah. not be spotted? As... But, I mean, we've, we've talked about so many refereeing issues lately that it just shows you it's not just the Premier League, it's all the refs everywhere. The ref's got the same yeah. it's,
4: it's a big one, though, isn't it? I mean, that yeah. whoever won that match went through to the Euros, yeah. so big for Ukraine.
2: And, you know, In Italy front, are defending no, no. champions, you know, Italy are defending champions, so is there maybe something dodgy there? I don't know. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
1: I mean, normally I would just say whenever somebody says, oh, there's something dodgy going on, I would just normally dismiss it as you're being an idiot, you're being a conspiracy theorist. It's just an attitude from people, it's not biased. But it is Italy. And, you know, did the FIFA so, president
4: not say it would be a shame if Italy didn't make the Euros <laughs> as well
2: yeah.
1: previously? I yeah. wouldn't, sur- it wouldn't yeah. surprise, me. I mean, surprise, you should you,
2: know, you should automatically <clears throat> qualify anyway as defending champion, really, shouldn't you? That's... You should,
1: actually, agree yeah. I, I agree. I yes. agree,
4: actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But a For lot sure. changes I mean, in I... four years. It does, yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. yeah, but I think that's my problem with international football. The amount of qualifiers, the amount of like games that they make them play, it's all to do with just putting more money into FIFA. That's what it's about. It's about making money for FIFA as an organisation so that they can give it to third world countries who pretend they're going to spend it in football and then buy rockets. You know, I mean, that's that's basically what happens to all the money in world world football at the moment. Oh, we're going to give this to... uh, I'm going to make up a false name for a country. Zimbatenga, right? We're going to give it to you because you're a developing football nation. And then Colonel... Colonel Bajilski, um takes it on says, yes, we're building football fields and then goes and attacks his neighbours. I mean, that, that, that's just how FIFA finance I, works. Though,
2: I, right? thought, I thought the Ludanga was the um, leader. Ludanga
1: <laughs> is their, their best player.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say Colonel Sanders or something.
1: I mean, Colonel Sanders would be fine, though. I, I, I don't, I, you know, being that he was actually a real person, I best not get libelled, you know, or anything like that for trying to say he was actually uh, a third world country warlord, started trying to start his own war. But you know, you know what I mean. Um, uh, mm. All right, I'm being flippant, but it's all these pointless games. I kind of just want let like, the top teams to automatically get into the the competitions because where international football is good, is once we get to the tournaments, it's good. You know, the actual yeah. Euros, the actual World Cup, it's brilliant. I watch every game because every game matters they matter yeah. everybody's fighting for pride but t- every game's worth something <clears throat> you
2: know and these qualifiers they're just not yeah adults, you, still, adults, you, you have to have the yeah you have to have the qualifiers to let the underdogs like scotland in yeah and, yeah exactly. i'm not saying scotland should get straight
1: and in because we've and, never um, proved you know enough that we should. things
2: like um things like saudi arabia beating argentina in the world cup last yeah. year you know you need stuff like that alongside the big heavyweight knockout matches i just wish it could yeah, be streamlined
1: sure. like maybe they could base it like one tournament on your performance at the previous one for the first for everybody that got to the knockout stages for example you ought to qualify yeah. for the next one or something like that so that they because it's also it's the amount of games that your players have to play when they're owned and they're paid their wages every week by a club and then the club has <sighs> to send them off to just get injuries every well,
3: every this couple is... months This is what I I always say, I've said it to you before as well, I don't agree with the qualifiers and friendlies through the season. You've got a pre-season there. If you played the pre-season at the end of the season, the season finishes earlier, so you've got time to play your qualifiers at the end of that season. And then i mean look, i get what
1: you mean because all, you'd be finished earlier because you wouldn't yeah. be having those stoppages all the way yeah because you, so you've got all like, those weeks you get you would save at the end I think,
2: you've got about four or five well, international breaks through the season yeah i think as well though it's not just about the games like the what i said about southgate making a team rather than just picking a bunch of players is the international managers need time to actually get their ideas on and if it's just like say 3 weeks at the end of a season when everyone's already checked out they're not going to be able to do that where if, you know it's frustrating that you get you because... get into the flow of the season yeah, that and then it though. stops but it's it's dotted throughout the year so you've got more time to to sort of get your ideas across and let you know if you had like 3 weeks of just really intense international football at the end of a hard season it, I don't think it would really you're going to have more
3: than 3 weeks aren't you because
2: yeah. the Premier
3: League season's finished Jeremy you've got oh. They'll probably end up
1: finishing and in all Europe. other seasons because every but other then, league really. would finish in. And then you've yeah. the international breaks. But that's only, got, that's only in really, really in
2: Europe. That's only really in Europe. Everybody else, you know, even like Scandinavia, I mean, their America, their seasons probably. work on a completely yeah. different calendar. South America are South a completely America. different calendar. It, you but know, fuck them. Asia. I don't care about
3: them. <laughs> 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 <Well>. <laughs>
1: Um, I can understand that, <laughs> uh, to be perfectly honest, but I think you can't say that, especially when it comes to South American football, which is, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. it may not have the money of European football, but in terms yeah. of success when it comes to international tournaments, they actually do better overall when you consider, you know, the the size of them compared to Europe. So, yeah. I don't know, I don't know what the answer is, but I know one thing, international breaks are shit. So, <laughs> let's talk Premier League. So, what's the, what's the biggest story that's happening in the Premier League while well, it's not been on? Well, it's m- if there's minus anybody 10, that there's a can lose points while there's no football actually being played, it's Everton. And Everton have been deducted 10 points, lads, you all know this. This is because of reaching financial fair plays, which is a, like a charge that they admitted to, I would say. It's worth mm-hmm. knowing that. So, mm-hmm. not, it didn't Take as long to get investigated because that might come up in a minute um but it's an independent panel that decides how much and that would actually be the biggest points deduction well it is because it's been applied already it's the biggest point deduction that any teams ever had in the premier league um so previously it was middlesbrough i think it was was it uh um, no, nine points portsmouth,
3: portsmouth, portsmouth, portsmouth the nine points. Nine
1: points. sorry for going out of business um Middlesbrough was just three, sorry, I I forgot. And then we had uh, Mm. United and Arsenal getting points deducted for them getting into a brawl with each other. So it's Mm. very few and far between. But the nine, you know, going out of business, I can kind of see that. But at the same time, I also think it's harsh because then you're getting Mm. that double whammy. And there's something about the Everton. I would say that the average person thinks that the punishment of 10 points is is a little bit harsh. So before we kind of get into the ends and outs here, does anyone think it's a just punishment, and they should just suck it up and take it, or does anyone else think that the, the point yeah, deduction itself is harsh?
4: It's difficult because we're also comparing it to what City and Chelsea can potentially get as well. So
1: <laughs> the like if, they were, if
4: they weren't the fact, yeah. you'd be like, "Oh yeah, just you know, yeah. fine, ever you know, it's, deduct points on Everton because
2: yeah. it's a completely, I think it's, punished, a completely it's a completely <laughs> different." It's a completely different situation from City and Chelsea, though, because oh, yeah, basically yeah. Everton are being punished because they spent too much money and they've tried to put a lot of on their book. They're building a new stadium, and that doesn't count towards any of the financial player play rules. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to keep reassigning money that they spent to the stadium project, and that's where the disagreements come from. Whereas City and Chelsea, they're being accused of just completely fudging the books and, mm-hmm. and trying to hide. Yeah, more serious. The City one. City One's been going
3: on a hell of a long time, yeah. really, hasn't it? Yeah, this. but we
1: know, we know why it's taking so long, because Man lawyers are doing everything, and I was watching a, another podcast, that uh, yeah. they're doing it's also everything a... they can to delay the process, to, to yeah. hold it up in the courts and make it go years and years and years yeah. before they ever get to any resolution. But it's also, you know, it's also a much
2: more complex case than Everton's, mm, you know, Everton is. Of course. Is fairly, of course. Fairly but technically, must, they've I already think... been found guilty of it in yeah. Europe. That's why
3: it's been yes, brought to in the Europe,
1: attention of the Premier if, League. See, you think, right. Europe's got a statute of limitations, though, which the Premier League does not. So in the statute of limitations, they can't repunish Man City. They gave them a crappy fine and basically a slap in the wrist in PSG and said, OK, you scamps, we'll let you off this time. Um, you can argue about whether that was good or bad, but that was UEFA's decision. It's nothing to do with the Premier League.
2: I
5: think. Uh, not, uh,
2: I think the 10 points are sort of more going to be there as a deterrent and i think they're probably more going to be you know the teams that are going to be worried about it are your sort of your wolves and your, your, mm, your who throw mm-hmm. everything in at Chelsea. coming up throw everything it's yeah. staying up and you know if they don't manage that then they can be in a lot of trouble and i think that's probably where you <clears> know that's, that's where awesome. where it's going to be See, you know they they're going now to be the teams that are probably going to hit with these sort of penalties. Before comments about the these kind of
1: teams and and one one of the people were saying that none of the other clubs that they know of are even close at the moment to to yeah. potentially getting charged. That they're all basically doing their job. So if you I think, took Wolves as an example, that's why they let their manager go, where they sold all the players to stay yeah. within the rules. And, mm-hmm. and, as, and as well, I was have a bad season as a result. And yeah, so far, I was. Well. um
2: I was listening to something on it this morning as well, and like the amount that you can overspend, the limit that the Premier League put is ridiculously high. So they weren't expecting anyone to get anywhere near it, and Everton have blown straight past it by about two hundred million. So that's part of the reason Although as well. Probably
1: so. Have, so have others as well. We'll will say allegedly because yeah. they've not. You know, it's not official. But you know, does, does anyone actually think that? Um, that Chelsea and and, and I, we should be pointing out when we say Chelsea, it's not the current ownership who actually are doing crazy mm-hmm. spending because they they actually probably are doing that legitimately. Weirdly. Yeah. It's the previous ownership that's been a yeah. Being accused and
2: I, of yeah. Dodgy and sitting in Chelsea, that's not so much questions about money that they spent, it's about where the money's come from, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's those are the questions. Whereas Everton is literally you've spent too much money, it's yeah. an easier case. Yeah. I don't think to, to you know, I don't think. think I don't think they care how much Man City or Chelsea spend, as long as the money itself is legitimate. And the, and the question is whether it's legitimate or not, and that's why it's taking longer to sort.
1: Mm. So on Everton, I mean, we've got. I think we all we have all talked about this, and we all think that they won't get relegated because there's three worst yeah. teams yeah. in them, even with the ten point deduction. If it, I were, mean, I think I'd... there's a chance if they appeal it, it will get reduced slightly or yeah. something like that. But still, I think they'll survive. I think, however. Uh, The problem, I think, maybe, even if they do survive, that um, are all the litigation that comes for the teams that get relegated, which we've heard that Burnley and Leeds have already started, Leicester Leicester. as well, have started legal proceedings because if they'd had this point deductions for cheating, effectively, that they all had to follow the rules, none of them would get relegated and then fall down the league. And that, to me, is where this... get really, really bad for Everton yeah. because Everton can't afford <sighs> to have people saying, you owe it's £100 million and stuff like that. They're a club that's not doing financially well and there's rumours because of this that 777 who are supposed to be buying them are ready to psh, walk away. So
5: yeah,
1: are Everton fucked or will they... I don't they, think I get sued. Um, yeah, they I mean... Get sued.
5: Well, it's already know.
1: started the proceedings so <laughs> nothing what nothing, you mean okay. is so you you think that they <sighs> just wouldn't get they won't say that there's a case because when it happened previously the only time i can remember about previously was when west ham gets sued by the exactly. Chef, it thing, and it? they yes. won that they won the damages on that yeah so
2: I yeah, I mean, any you know any of the last <sighs> what three or four seasons, if Everton had been docked ten points, they'd have gone down. Oh, they have been so gone. Yeah, and and there were real measurable losses when you do go down. I don't know that it's necessarily 100 million because you get sort of parachute payments when you go down to soften the blow a bit. But they're going to get three points this weekend anyway, aren't they? Exactly. Yeah. Of course. You so. know that's all that they need.
1: Do you know, I, I, the I, think I think relegations on then. And- it's maybe a nice segue into kind of this weekend's fixtures, where we're going to go next day anyway, and and a, and a big gym update from from Ryan as well, because he's the only one that cares about what's happening at his club Manchester United <laughs> at the moment. Well, was happening in this podcast anyway? Since they've got a lot of fans, some of you make here, um, we'll we'll get to that. But I suppose yeah, Everton are playing Man United this weekend, so it'll kind of lead us to that a little bit. But but before we get to that point. Yeah, what is the big gym update at the moment? What's happening with Man United and their... I'm not um, going to call it a takeover because it's not. It's, nah. a, it's a buy I mean, it's, in, it's an, an investment. investment.
2: So so it's been basically a year and a year now that this has been rolling on almost to the day. I think it's a year tomorrow uh, since United since announced they, what they've called.
1: They, they were, they yeah. were yeah. going to fail So, so yeah. United Jesus. announced what
2: they called a strategic review which could include a sale but basically it was after money because they realised that the stadium's in a state the training grounds are below par and the Glazers don't want to put their hands in their own pockets so they're looking for money for elsewhere and that very quickly led to Jim Ratcliffe who's the owner of Ineos involved in cycling, involved in Formula 1 all that sort of thing, Richard's man in Britain um, who'd previously tried to buy Chelsea and expressed an interest in buying United because he's a Boyhood United fan um, so he put his hand up And then Sheikh Jassim of Qatar also put his hand up. Um, And there were big presentations at Old Trafford back end of last year. There were multiple stages of bidding. Um, Basically, all while this was playing out, I was binge watching Succession and the parallels were really sort of similar in terms of just a bunch of rich kids arguing over their inheritance, basically. Um, But it looks like now... Now it's been settled. So, so the issue is, you've got um, you've got four four Glazer siblings who are in charge, of, who are in control of Man United. Um, you've got Joel and Alpharam Glazer, who are actively involved in the running of the club. To you know, better or worse extents, um, they wanted to keep hold of the club. They think that the revenue, you know, the value of the club can reach ten, bi- 10 billion in the relatively near future. Um, you laugh Mick but, you know. That. I mean
0: um, you can never yeah so, you've got, them, so, so you've got them and then you've got two really yeah
2: problems. you've got two other siblings who are so so sort of hands off that I don't even know their names who are sort of fed up with it and just wanted to, to cash in um, and what's happened is uh, Jim Ratcliffe knows that he can't put up six billion pounds to buy the entire club like seam can so he's sort of played into to what Joel and Avram want and said you know, you give me this stake, you let me run certain parts of the club, I'll grow your value for you. Because what's, you know, the Glazers have been in charge for 18 years. And even though at the start, when Alex Ferguson was still there, we were still winning stuff. Mm-hmm. The football inside, even then, was, was, was dropping. We weren't really competing on transfers with Chelsea at the time. And then when City came on, we weren't really competing with them on attracting the best talent. We were spending the money, but we weren't attracting the best talent um but the commercial side is just absolutely skyrocketed um which is you know the club is still worth a lot of money and it's still bringing in a lot of sponsorship money even though they've not really been relevant for 10 years now um sort of a lot. What, mm, yeah, so i know, think what i think what the Glazers are they seeing weren't,
1: they weren't out, um they weren't getting more money than liverpool and back in the 80s yeah. when they weren't winning anything. You know, yeah I
2: mean, I mean, yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sort of say that United have, have been paupers and they haven't been able to spend money. They, they have. the The issue is, the focus has been more on the commercial side, um, and I think what's happened is the Glazers have come to a realization that the commercial side they've got pretty much as much as they can out of it at this point, and they're going to need to start trying to spend money to make money, and they're trying to spend other people's money. So I think it, it works out for all parties. You know, the the arrangement seems to be that jim is going to get sporting control of the club and that's quite a vague term but Mm. it sort of works for the glazers in that they can just take the hands completely off they're still majority shareholders they will still benefit from whatever increase in value they can the commercial side keeps doing what it's doing jim ratcliffe sorts out the football side which then grows the commercial side and everyone makes their 10 billion pound or whatever um that's that's the yes. idea and I think it works for everyone it's a bold strategy from... Cotton
1: let's see if it can yeah.
2: I think it works for everyone <clears> apart <throat> from the United fans who just want to see the Glazers gone or the United fans who want to be able to spend unlimited money and buy all the players which I don't it doesn't appeal to me I I would rather see the club being built the right way I'm looking forward to seeing the structure mm. change and seeing how it's you know how the mistakes of the last 10 years start to get fixed mm, um they do if they do, yeah, I mean, it's not going to announce. How
1: many times have you been enthusiastic about the the, the next been, thing that they were going to do was going to be the thing that took you back to the yeah. top? I mean, every I've been enthusiastic about 10.
2: signings and squads, even at the start of this season. I was like, oh, brilliant. We're, you know, we're making some smart signings. Yeah. Um, but it is the entire, we, they need to rip it up and start again. Basically, the entire infrastructure just needs tearing out and, and new people bringing in, and that is going to take. You know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it took five years before you even started seeing any sort of real positive sign and that's not winning the league. That's, you know, really sort of coming up with a few transfer coups, selling players at the so, top of their value rather than when they, you know, rather than when they're sort of pound shop bargain bin sort of, of things, mm. you know, that's 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 the issue. But I think, although, although Jim's not been announced yet, uh, it was expected this week, but I think Thanksgiving is going to get in the way. Um, we've already seen the CEO, Richard Arnold leaving. Um, the main rumors is that the guy coming in is Jean-Claude Blanc, who currently works for Jim Ratcliffe's company, Ineos. So I think even though he's technically got sporting control, it is very much the Glazers are saying it's on you, you grow the business. And then when you've grown the business, buyers out and everyone's happy. And, and it'll take some time, but I think, you know. We'll start at least behaving like a competent football club again.
4: How old is okay. Jim Ratcliffe now?
2: He's seventy odd. Well, he hasn't got that was time. to build
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that, that's your big gem update for this week. You could have just said it should be due to happen this week. I think you know that. Would yeah. Be done. But okay, thanks for giving us the update. Well, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, no doubt, <laughs> I'm proud of him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, listen, we needed it, some it, content. So, wait so, wait so. I've been and I've been ben writing that be speech
2: all day, Cam.
1: So, um, <laughs> Mike did fall asleep. I don't know what I that, that could see anyway. Nearly. Let's go on to previewing um, the coming fixtures <laughs> for this weekend, then, guys. So, just going to start off, there are some big games coming up in this next uh, match day. Uh, so, I've got start off with Th- City versus Liverpool. Probably, <laughs> I would say, the teams that could beat anybody on their day. Those two are still top, you know, that they could just go out and beat anybody in the world, you know, 3 or 4 nil on their day. So it could be a good game, but they're not always good games, these big ones. So I'm just going to quickly do, We're not going to go into too much detail because we'll be talking about this when we record next Monday all the results and what happened in the games, but just predictions, Mick. City versus Liverpool. I'll go for a score
3: draw.
1: Score draw. That's it. Yeah, that's a reasonably safe one to go for. I can see that, um, Dave. I'm going to go with City
4: winner at home. I uh, might be a bit pissed at the Chelsea game last week. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with City. I think two one.
2: Right. Yeah, I think City will win. Like like Dave said, you know, Chelsea showed that you can sort of get at City a bit and peps had two weeks to stew over that so we lose i guess this is one of those games
1: Ryan, where whoever wins you lose you know yeah yeah i mean
3: (laughs) yeah the thing is Uh, you never bet on the early
1: kickoff you never bet in it. Is this, is this? Is this? Is this? um Like what happens in the gambling community or something? Yeah, like why why, why really do you like you never Ruins your people's? accumulator earlier. It'll just ruin ah, it straight right, away. Right, so you get yeah, no excitement out the rest of the games. I don't care. I, I don't care if it's Man City against see... Sunderland. I still I think City. I think, <laughs> I think if it ever be fit I think City might win because they're at home as yeah. well, and I think Liverpool. Still a bit mm-hmm. dodgy at the back here and there, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Um But I think you know anything could happen. I wouldn't be surprised if Liverpool yeah. went, went. I think
2: the it'll game, be a good though, game. It's not going to. City aren't going to stomp them, you know. It probably, you know, it might be like a three-two or something.
1: Mm. But famous yes, words. you never know. You never know. Two-two. Um, moving on to Burnley v West Ham. Just predictions, Mick. Uh, uh, I don't what, know. What did I say? West Ham. What did I? I say? don't
3: know because. West Ham are going to have a few players missing because Bowen's injured, Antonio's mm-hmm. injured.
1: Yeah, true.
4: Mm.
3: I th- I'm going to go for a 1-0 Burnley. Mm.
2: This?
4: I... um I'm going to go with West Ham just because Burnley are crap at the moment. I know West Ham yeah. are missing players, <clears> but I still think they've got enough in, it, in them to beat Burnley.
2: Right. I think... Uh, West Ham as well I think Burnley leave themselves really open and David Moyes is just going to sit back and pick them off on the counter and yeah that's, that, really that's
1: my thoughts as well I, I'm, I'll go with that one as well to be honest uh, Luton versus Palace I don't care but anyone <laughs> have any predictions it's a derby dob, isn't it
4: yeah Luton, Luton are at home as
3: well Luton at home Luton. Well. Yeah, Luton at uh, I'll go for a draw
4: yeah I, I'm going to agree with make I think a draw uh,
1: I'll right. we'll go 1-0 Luton uh, I, I think I might go one Luton as well. I just fancy that the teams like the Burnleys, the Lutons, and all that will be really trying this weekend because they're that bit closer. And I yeah. think that Everton's given them a chance now to get out of this. Mm. And we might see it. And, and Luton had a decent result recently, so uh, I don't know, I could see it happening. Uh, Newcastle versus Chelsea, quite a big game, but not even one that's appearing on British TV anyway. Obviously, abroad, you'd be able to watch any game, but um, but we don't get to watch this one. Um Mick? You've 5 nil. versus 5-0. You're no. <laughs> not going to win much, no, no. that much, Mick. I would have surprised if you didn't come up with well, that.
3: So we've, bro, got a, we've got a few players coming back for this game as well, but it's going to be a tough one with the way Chelsea played recently. I want to think we might sneak it 2-1. 2-1. Dave?
1: Uh,
4: Chelsea always struggled against Howes, Bournemouth. I hated playing Bournemouth. Um, and Newcastle is kind of think, a
1: bogey team a little bit as well. Like, yeah,
4: you have become a bit of a bogey team. Yeah. Um, I I reckon you guys will probably just nick it, I think. But I don't know. It's interesting. It's going to be interesting seeing how many players are back this weekend because you've got, like you said, a few players back and we've potentially gotten Kunku mm, mm-hmm. uh, and maybe Lavia. I don't know. I don't know how close he is. But. I don't think they'll start, but they may be included.
1: No, no, but they may come on at some point. Dave, um, Dave,
3: Dave any chance you want to come up for the match, I'll take you into it because you never <laughs> win when you come.
5: <laughs> That's true <laughs> every time I've been up yours.
4: You, Newcastle win. Uh,
5: yeah. Uh <laughs> <from that>. <laughs> yeah. I've suffered from that. Uh, I've suffered from the Ryan,
2: what days. do you
1: think about that game? Or you just
2: I'm, I'm going to go 2-2. Um, I think Chelsea are going to be really confident from how the you know the win against spurs and and the city and the Arsenal
4: like, we, we played better and Astle, against better yeah and really, I, really, I think
2: yeah newcastle um, is yeah, sort of they're one of those so, they're not massively open like spurs or city are mm-hmm. um but i think they're you know they they want to play to the extent that chelsea will probably find space and and even if there's a couple of players coming back, I think you know most of the players are still going to be absolutely knackered.
1: Um, I think if Chelsea um, start well, they, they could um, get a draw or even win the game, yeah. to be honest. And, but I think if Castle... we start well, then it could be us that beat them, I think. Because if we get 1-0 up, they could see us just sitting back and hitting them in the break and, or something you know, like that. And yeah. Chelsea, I don't see getting run about that. But at the same time, if it's an open game, Chelsea can score goals. Yeah. No.
2: So. And Newcastle have got a massive Champions League game coming up that they've got to think about as well. That's yes, during the week. No, so. really, do they care? I mean, it is.
1: <laughs> I mean, there's still
2: two games left like that can still go through. Play They're they not going to... Nah,
1: it's yeah. done. <laughs> you can get Europa.
4: You can get Europa.
1: Yeah, I don't want it. I just feel like we'll get the score depth I think, language, no. you know. I'd rather... I, I, yeah, rather I mean, I don't
2: disagree, come but, come but I don't think um, you could tell Newcastle to pack it in with two games to go. In the no, it won't happen. Yeah. yeah. No. yeah uh, so
1: Forrest v... Just quickly, Forest v Brighton predictions? For any order, I don't care. Forrest, I think. Yeah, Forrest. Ah, Forest. Uh, forest. Yeah. Mm. All right, I'll go They've with got that I think I fancy that. Brighton have not been too good away from home. Sheffield United versus Bournemouth.
3: I'll go for Sheffield United. It's going to be
1: nil-nil. Nil. Is that, I, I is of that think the I'm When that, to be honest, no, I think if Bournemouth play as well as they played against us and work as hard, I think they could beat Sheffield United. But I you think know, it's going to be nil-nil. One of them. It's one mm. of them. It could be one of those. Uh, what about Brentford versus Arsenal? In terms, you, you, you <sighs> yeah. would say you should say Arsenal win here, but I don't want I'm it. I'm feeling Brentford might get a result. <sighs> I, mean, I, think I don't know, because mm. I mean, Brentford were terrible against Liverpool. Who, uh, yeah, exactly. Mm.
2: Oh,
3: but yeah. they can up
1: that and then they can be very good in the next game. That's just, it's, just never oh, know.
3: It's one you of these, because after the Nationals, you just you don't know what team's going to turn up. For the well, that's the just... thing.
1: Internationals, like, some of their players, Arsenal players, will all have been away playing for their international teams. They could come back sluggish. Brentford's players yeah. probably have been training all week.
2: Well, no, I mean they have got know, like half the Denmark them. squad, haven't they, Brentford? Have they? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think. I think. I think, if, mm, I think if Arsenal get an early goal, it'll be comfortable for them. The longer it goes on, the more Brentford might get something. Mm. But I think I still think Arsenal are the favourites in that.
1: And then on Sunday we've got two big games as well: Spurs versus Villa, and then obviously Everton versus United. But um, Spurs versus Villa is a big game. Oh, it is. Yeah, isn't it? it
3: is. Yeah. yeah. It is, Villa when they go top four.
1: I'm yeah. tempted to go with Villa.
3: I'm tempted Spurs to go with Villa. Are
1: just, mm, yeah. I am tempted. Here's the thing to go though: look at what happens to Villa. Aren't very good at defending, though, right? So mm. See if a team really attacks Villa, like you can score goals against them. Yeah. And you know that I'm supposed to Postecoglou <sighs> will attack Villa. It's, He's at home. All it's going to be
2: a... the entire game is is going to be eighteen players on the halfway line. And then you're going to have Ollie Watkins in one box and Richarlison in the other box, and that's the game. And it's going to end like 6 5. They
1: play so high lines that everybody's (laughs) just going to be in fear. The heat heat map on that game is going to be ridiculous. (laughs) They press themselves so hard they just become a a line. (laughs) (laughs) And then again, it's just going to be like like Lord of the Rings at the end. They're just going to. You know, for the rest of the league and stuff like that because whoever wins that one, you really have to seize then get that momentum to go on for top mm, four. I'm gonna Everton go three. three. United, you're going three three. For
3: Tottenham Villa.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. it'll
3: be
2: high scoring. Yeah. I think yeah. it'll be high
1: scoring as well, but I'll a score. But I think yeah, that'll be a high scoring game. Probably wait to see. Monday we'll be talking about the no. work best that was Spurs. Um and I know our last game that we kinda of hinted at before Everton and Man United, I think this has become a bigger game than it would be Absolutely. a week ago.
2: Yeah. For example. I'll let Ryan go
1: first.
2: Yeah, I mean it is gonna be it's at Goodison Park. Mm-hmm. So the Everton fans have been stewing for two weeks now over the decision. Um they put up a GoFundMe for banners and they raised thirty thousand, so they're probably gonna have like planes. Going over the stadium every five minutes and all that sort of thing. Couple of bad um, sheets. Yeah. Um <laughs> United are missing Hoyland and Eriksson. Um there's doubts over whether is gonna play. Um and and United don't generally tend to deal well with A, well organized teams like Sean Dykes does, and B we sort don't of
1: travel very well, I we? no.
2: and B sort of teams, it's teams with a chip now, on the... Yeah. <laughs>
1: You I know, mean, teams teams I'm... with a chip on their shoulder, teams with something to, to prove. Especially yeah. when Everton's Everton's one of the most um, when they're really. I mean, it can be crappy, oh, hostile when they're, when they're all getting yeah. against yeah. each other when they're all, just, when they're not happy. All of their all players for one cause, it can be. Yeah. So, all
2: of the players are going to be fired up, and the first five minutes there's just going to be tackles going in everywhere. Yeah. and United you know, just don't deal well with that. So I think how do you deal
3: with the cold? It's minus ten on Merseyside, at the
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so yeah. I mean, I can see, I can see first ten minutes uh, a really bad mistake coming from United, Everton scoring, and it just sort of carrying on from there. To be honest.
1: Uh, I can't agree with you. I think I just have kind a of feeling Everton will win this. I don't know why. Yeah. I just think they will. Dave, I mean everton
4: or uh, I think everton, everton will dominate, and then I think Scott McTominay will score a controversial winner in
1: the 99th ninth minute. Do you know that would well, that would be <laughs> that, like, that would be beautiful. really well. Man United play rubbish, and then they just score a goal in the eightieth minute with <clears throat> Scott McTominay. That would not yeah. surprise anyone <clears throat> at this point, would it? So
3: no, I'm going Evan.
1: Yeah. yeah. Okay. Any did get any comments? i have just one last thing to talk about this week. Is there was a vote this week to stop um, to potentially sorry. Put temporary measures Should I just say into... something?
3: Yeah. Sorry, yeah. you're missing the game
1: here. What? what? Got Monday night game. fill
5: Fulham Wolves.
1: So, full wolf, sorry, I never wrote that down because I never looked at it and nothing. Wolves, for wolves. Are, in, no, no, wolves are in good form. Yeah, I think Wolves win will win that. Yeah, yeah most wolves people think well. so, uh, i'll go the opposite and say fulham then because fulham just somehow win games even when they're playing rubbish every now and again and uh and Wolves we'll sometimes have some teams of these off games as well so i'm just going to
2: there'll be another really soft penalty against wolves obviously because oh, i mean the obviously because, with this season you know that's
1: yeah. that's it yeah uh, so one thing i was <laughs> going to mention on is there was a vote today when we're recording actually from the premier league clubs which didn't pass, which is we're going to put temporary measures to stop a club from lo- loaning a player in from a club that is also owned by the same people, that essentially you wouldn't be able to do that. And I think, I think we all thought the vote would pass, but it didn't. Um, it was one shot um, and it didn't pass, so now you can do that. Um, any just thoughts on it? Do you care? Are you annoyed by the vote not getting passed?
3: I mean, I'm looking forward Uh, to going and signing in the likes of Nevis,
1: (laughs) and uh, Savage, and... (laughs) I mean, but that's what everybody thinks is going to happen, but actually there's been no solid information that Newcastle would do that, and I I, I think you agree with me, Mick, that uh, ultimately I don't think it's... I don't want to see us do it, I I don't actually like the idea of it, um, to be honest. Well,
3: no, not really. I don't want to go out there and go stupid. Yes, we're desperate for players and cover. Uh, we're restricted by financial fair play because of what we spent in the summer. If we need to go and dip into the loan market, then let's go and see what we can get. But I'm
1: fine with getting into the loan market. I just feel uncomfortable taking it for a club that's owned by the same people. Mm. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah,
3: why? I think everybody of... else does it.
1: Yeah, don't really, they read. don't really. They don't. They they use it in the other way. They give their kids it to mature them in a different league. <sighs> we're the only ones. Newcastle. I'm a Newcastle United fan as well. This your first time watching this, and so, so is Mike. You probably knew that by the accent. But um, you know, we we're the only team who has owners in a league that aren't restricted by fair play. That can go and spend a gajillion dollars on anyone they want and not how to say about it. You know, yeah. they, they literally <laughs> did I mean no one else could have spent that money in Premier League players that they did. No, Spain no. couldn't mm. have done it. France couldn't have done it. It's just impossible. Um, now yeah, they I mean, didn't do it for Newcastle. They did it to try and make their own league more attractive and get it on the T V and all that sort of yeah. I know why they did it. But no one else then has that advantage, so I, I don't like it for that reason.
3: But I don't, I don't want would to go and do it. No, if we did,
1: I, I, think I wouldn't be, be upset. If they just passed the vote and said you can't do it, and then that. I mean, minute, no, that was That's never going to happen.
4: No, nah, was too many clubs in that situation. It's too
3: many. It's like Chelsea's got City, you know, they all guess... loan their players out, and they wouldn't yeah. be able to. So that was never going to happen.
2: Yeah, I guess you know half the league has got links to other clubs, really, really big links. But most of those teams are the top dog in that chain, and mm, you yeah. could still you mm-hmm. can make an argument that Newcastle, Newcastle, are the top dog in their chain, but they have got an entire league of players potentially that they could do that sort of deal
1: on, and the, that is where it's four, four
3: teams
2: that are owned by PAIF
3: in the Saudi Arabian League. Mm. So you've got Al-Hilal. Yeah, but the
1: rest are owned Al-Nassar. by the Saudi government yeah. <laughs> themselves. So,
3: yeah, um, which PIF was also owned by, so it's kind yeah. of, oh, okay. We could bring Mitro back. <laughs> Mitrovic back. Mitrovic. Plays for Al-Hilal. Mitrovic. Yeah. But,
1: I don't know. I, bring I don't back know. some Max if we're going to get anybody back, bring back some Max. I'm buying yeah. them <laughs> and the The
3: unfortunate, thing, that. About that. But, the unfortunate yeah. thing about that, the unfortunate thing about that is not playing for a PIF-owned club.
1: Is he not? No. No. But i say that's not necessarily unfortunate. That might be more fortunate actually but I don't know. I I don't really like the idea of it but at the same time if we loan any players and it's legal, I I won't go and cry in my conflicts about it. I'll support them and want us to win games but um, I just would rather see, like to think that even though the vote passed that we just don't do it. That that would make me happy.
3: Yeah, it would make me happy as well because then all the other fans of clubs who've been going on saying, uh, "Look, yeah. they're, they're going to go and do this, go and do that, and then we'll don't do it." Do it. We we'll just look at them nice. and go, "Well,
2: what are you saying? Just, uh, yeah, you've got nothing but, to cry about now."
1: What are the and, chances of that happening? I think we won't do it.
2: <laughs> and to be honest, to be honest as well, you know the likes of City, the likes of Chelsea, the likes of Liverpool—they all sold players to Saudi Arabia for pretty big fees that helped him out. With financial yeah, player Massively. yeah, yeah. And, you know, so there's no direct, <laughs> there's no, there's no direct business relationship there, but you know, they were quite happy. Yeah, to that's take the thing. There's no, of, I mean, if somebody offers you crazy money for yeah. a player
1: that you couldn't get anywhere else, why would you not yeah. take it? You know, you know, like you 55 you know, million we, you know, for we, Ruben we, Nevers. Yeah, that was ridiculous.
4: Yeah. It was only Liverpool and Wolves who really benefited from that.
3: Yeah, 20 million
4: for Jordan
2: Henderson. That's about 11 and a half million. Too much. Yeah. <laughs> it's, the, it's the wages as well though, like you know. The
4: wages we benefited from getting rid right of yeah. I and, mean the wages are ridiculous.
1: Hmm. Right, so I think that's us for this week, guys. We'll be back on Monday unless anybody's got anything else they want to bring up for the moment.
2: I think that's yeah, that's it. I
1: Okay, dokie okay. So we'll be back on Monday We'll be talking about All those games That we've just previewed But um, that's basically us. That's what's been happening In the world of football um, This week uh, Not much Some boring international footballs and, um, and a minus 10 points For Everton um, And that's about it We've been watching more football Thanks very much For watching us We'll all be back next week um, Let us know what you think In the comments And, and if you, there's anything You want us to talk about Please let us know And we'll be happy To pick that up Thanks for watching